Well, last week uh, we spoke uh, from the title, Backslide, and I just want to highlight an acronym as such, and the acronym is FPA. FPA, you know your ABCs. This is FPA. So remember that. And you know the bulletins are not sacred. Write on them if you got to. Or on the sheet of paper that you've been given, write on it the notes that you need to write. Amen? Amen. And also on Sermonette, you know you can listen to the message. We're going to get better putting it on as soon as we can. So you can listen to them before the next time you come. But on Sermonette, you can hear the message. And I encourage you to go back and listen to the message on Backslide. The reason is because you didn't get it all the first time. Mm-hmm. I know you did. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. So when you go back, there will be additional truths and nuggets that you will hear that will be able to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Okay? But the FPA, flee. Pursue and avoid. Flee, pursue, and avoid. FPA. And it's based out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, <laughs> verses 20 through 26. And it simply says in verse 22 and 23, Flee also youthful us, but pursue righteousness, Faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And then 23 says, but avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strength. FPA. If you didn't write it, you don't have it. This is not on the sheet I gave you. So, F-P-A. Flee, pursue, and avoid. Why don't you repeat that with me, please? F-P-A. Flee, pursue, avoid. One more time. F-P-A. Flee, pursue, avoid. Amen? Amen. And the scripture reference again is 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 20 through 26, more specifically verses 22 through 23. Verses 22 and verse 23. Amen. Mm-hmm. Today, we're looking and going to launch out looking at Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. That's on the sheet that you've been given. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And the title for the message is Escaped. E.D. Past tense. I want us to read Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. And you can read it. Let's read it out of the New King James Version, which is the one we were given today. Uh, 
and then we'll go from there. Let's begin to read. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God our Savior. I'm sorry, by the righteousness of, our, of God and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Wow. Now let's go back up. Verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So there's an exhortation there that grace and peace would be multiplied to you. That's an awesome thing, y'all. Yes. And then it said, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, wait a minute. It says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Is there anything excluded from that? No. Because it said what? All things. So there's nothing that you that pertains to life and godliness that God by his divine power has not already <laughs> given. Did you hear what I said? Amen. There's nothing that pertains to life and godliness that God has not already given. And it says he's given it through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So you're not going to get it unless you get it through the knowledge of him. So you're not going to get Everything that pertains to life and godliness without getting it through the knowledge of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ. You ain't going to get it. That's an awesome thing. So once again, when a person decides that I don't want to know about God and I don't want to know about Jesus, then you just said, I don't want life. I don't want God. I don't want to know it. I don't want to have it. Also, it means that if you don't have a knowledge of Him, that you don't have life and godliness. 
So what do you have? Death and a lie. Death and a lie. That's an awesome thing, y'all. You heard that saying about you living a lie? Write it in stone. The person who refuses to have the knowledge of God and thus have life and godliness given to them is living death and a lie. I know this is going to be rough today, so maybe I should take off my jacket. Death and a lie. If you are reading through our daily bread, we're in Jeremiah. Some tremendous stuff Jeremiah's penning that God spoke to him. And uh, just to sidetrack for a moment, uh, Jeremiah was told by God to tell the folks that I'm sending Nebuchadnezzar to take you into captivity. And those who go with him will survive. And those who don't, you're going to die. And tell them when they go with him, those who will go, I want you to pray for peace in the city that you're going to. Build and plant while you're there. Because I'm coming back to bring you back. But those who don't go, you're going to die. Now, isn't that something? Now, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. That wasn't Israel. But God said, I'm sending Nebuchadnezzar. And then he told Nebuchadnezzar, look, I'm putting all these nations around under you, under you, until your time comes. And then I'm putting you under other nations. God is bad, y'all. Did you hear what I said? And he lets us know in no uncertain terms who is in control. And you know what? <coughs> he hasn't given up control. Did you hear what I said? He has not given up control. I don't care what the world looks like. Well, where's God? He ain't, he's on no place. He's watching all the mess that's going on. But I want you to know the same God that was in the Old Testament is the same one who's in the New. Yes. He may have given a better covenant, but the covenant maker is still the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. So we need to understand that the way he dealt with Israel, there's some things there that we need to make note of. Some things we need to make note of. You can throw it out if you want. And you're going to miss out. 
Because he also said, it was interesting. He said, God told me to tell you, Jeremiah said, you're going to be there for 70 years. Well, Hananiah, another prophet, son of a prophet. Do you hear what I said? He told the people, the elements and the things that were taken out of the temple to Babylon, they're going to bring back in two years. And Jeremiah said, hey, okay, I tell you what, uh, the prophet will be known whether or not they're a true prophet if it comes to that. And it says, Jeremiah left him, left Hananiah. And the Lord said, go back and tell Hananiah he lied. Tell him he lied. <clears throat> He's a lying prophet. Mm. And before the years out, you will die. And the scripture said, and he died. Now Hananiah was a what? Prophet. But he decided that he wanted to share with the people to give them hope, I guess, that in two years, this stuff going to be bringing back, be brought back. And the Lord told him, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, go tell Hananiah. Didn't tell Hananiah. Isn't that something? Didn't even tell Hananiah direct. Said, Jeremiah, you go tell him. And he's a lying prophet. And he calls the people to rebel. Because he lied. He calls the people to rebel. I know this is rough, y'all, but it's okay. Because we're going to find out that we have escaped the corruption that's in this world. Did you hear what I said? Because there was corruption going down in Israel at the time. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what upset God. As a matter of fact, uh, back over, I guess, in Genesis, God told Abraham that he was going to give him this land. Remember that? He told Abraham, I'm going to give this land to your seed. But the time of the Amorites has not yet come. In other words, the Amorites were already doing stuff that God didn't like. They were already in the rebellion. But their time hadn't come. In other words, there was a time that was coming that God would say, enough. Enough. And I'm giving this land to somebody else. Sometimes I guess we got to understand. Somebody, you know, how many have ever used this thing, this phrase? You know, you're just a pain in, well, I'll say it this way. You're just a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're just a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. Or and you get to the point you say, well, this is the last straw. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. This is the last straw. And then they just cut you off. Well, I want you to know, God has a time 
what he will say. This is it. I had enough, and it's over. Remember he did that? Uh, one occasion I think is very, very uh, vivid is when the children of Israel tripped through and got to the edge of the promised land and they encouraged Moses to send some spies into the land. Remember those spies that went over there? And two came back with a good report. Caleb and Joshua said we're well able to take the land. It does flow. Look at this bunches of grapes. It's taking us two people to bring these grapes out of there. Ain't that something? Two people bring some grapes. Abundance. And then the ten other says, but they're giants in the land. (laughs) Giants in the land. And we like grasshoppers. (laughs) Isn't that something? Mm Mm-hmm. And Joshua and Caleb said, wait a minute, y'all. God has given us this land. We're well able to take it. And the people allowed the ten spies who came back with the evil (coughs) report to influence them to the point that they said, oh, God, we can't go. And God said, okay. This is it. And I could see Moses get ready to say, Punch up! And God, I don't want to hear it. And he said, For every day that those spies went over that land, this generation is going to spend a year in this wilderness. Forty years. Because the people received. The lie above the word of God. How many times have we spent time in the wilderness? Because we accepted the lie instead of what God said. Did you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. He said, Peter, when he wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, said that by God's divine power, he's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us, come on, given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. How did you get them? They were given to us. Did you work to earn it? No. God has what? Given it to us. And why? That through these, by through these what? Through these great and precious promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption 
that is in the world through lust. He's given them to us for two reasons. One, that we could be a partaker of his divine nature. Now come on. What else could you ask for? God who's given you everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him and then given us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these we may be a partaker of what? His divine nature. And then he notes as a postscript having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Wow. Looked up that word lust. Let me just share with you what it means. To have passionate or inordinate desire. Especially sexual desire. Lust. To have passionate or inordinate desire, especially sexual desire. In other words, the world is lusting after all kinds of things, isn't it? I mean, all you have to do is take five minutes and go on the internet and you'll see the mess that the world is lusting after. Everything, anything, crazy stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? Anything and everything, crazy stuff. And arguing about what? Everything. One, I, <coughs> there's so many lies on the internet. There's good stuff there too. But there's so many lies. People are just telling you what they want you to know. What they want you to, what they want, what they want, what they want. This is a, you know, what they want you to do. And people in turn makes decisions, make decisions, make decisions based on the lies. Isn't that crazy? People making decisions that affect their life. Decisions that affect their life based on lies that people have told them. And the one who has given us everything, all things that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, we don't want a part of. But he and he has everything that pertains to life and godliness. Why are we shutting him out? Why are we shutting him out? Because we don't recognize that we've already escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. Wow. So what is that saying, Pastor Joe? It's saying that he's already taken you out of the kingdom of darkness, put you over into the kingdom of his dear son. You already free. And yet, 
And yet, we don't want to read the instruction manual. When the test comes, we flunk. We don't know that we have the ability to be a partaker of God's divine nature. We just don't know. Or even better, yeah, they told me that, but you know, I don't know how to do that. But when you go find out, oh, well, that ain't that important. No, it isn't. That's really not that important. It's better to know what the stock market is doing right now. Because you've got to look out for your interest. And they're going to tell you what's going on. And the next day you read it at window. And you can put all your apps based on what that person told you. And they already got a little fine print that says, we're not responsible. Wow. <laughs> and that's a little fine print. Read it. Not responsible. We can change our mind anytime we want. And you can put all your stuff in there. And when you lose it all, you know, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Come on, look in the mirror. I don't know what's wrong with these people. What's wrong with you? They just gave you an offer. You had a decision. And you made it. Live with it. Don't go down there and blow their brains out. Because then you made another decision that will lead you someplace else. <laughs> At some point, you need to check in with the one who has given all things that pertain to life and godliness. At some point, you won't have to wake up Does this make sense? I know we just shooting the breeze, right? It makes sense, y'all. You've escaped. I don't want to stop there. I don't want to stop there. I want to go down on the sheet that you were given. I want to go down to Second Timothy chapter two. Now, there's a whole lot in between chapter one. <laughs> And verse 5 down to chapter 2 verse 17 read it on your own we're going to jump down to 18 Second Peter chapter 2 verse 18 but I'm saying there's a lot between Second Peter chapter 1 verse 4 and Second Peter chapter 2 verse 18 but you're going to read that on your own and you'll see a connect but the reason I want to get down to this is because it talks about deceptions of false teachers. Did you hear what I said? And we looked at we looked at briefly about Hananiah, who was a prophet who lied. Now let's look here at some deceptions of false teachers. Verse 18. Let's begin to read. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. 
For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. I think this is so important, y'all. Uh, you may not. I think it's important. Because God is telling us you've escaped. But beware that there will be some who will come to you and tell you, speak great swelling words of emptiness. They allure you through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. Let me share with you out of the Phillips translation what that verse, verses 18 and 19 say. With their high-sounding nonsense, they use the sensual pull of the lower passions to attract those who were just on the point of cutting loose from their companions in misconduct. They promised them liberty, liberty, when they themselves are bound hand and foot to utter depravity. For man is the slave of whatever masters him. Wow. The Message Bible says, there's nothing to these people. They've dried, they are dried up fountains, storm-scattered clouds, headed for a black hole in hell. They are loud mouths, full of hot air, but still they're dangerous. Men and women who have recently escaped from a deviant life are most susceptible to their brand of seduction. They promise these newcomers freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For if they're addicted to corruption, and they are, they are enslaved. Wow. Wow. Okay. They brag with, this is a new century version, they brag with words that mean nothing. By their evil desires, they lead people into the trap of sin. People who are just beginning to escape from others who live in error. And it goes on. There are a lot of other translations, but they all say the same thing. In other words, a person who's escaped, who grabbed hope and received all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us on the glory and virtue. Why? So we could be partakers of his divine nature. And we've escaped from the corruption that's in the world through lust. And then there comes some folks who tell you, man, I want you to know that... Uh, you know, you can have whatsoever you want. What you want. Just, just 
have it what you want. You know, you can have it. Whatever you want. And you begin to believe it. You just coming out of a situation where you thought you could have anything you wanted. And you got stuff and things. And realize that what? It trapped you. And now you heard the message that you can be free by accepting Jesus Christ. So you accept him. And now you're on your way becoming free. And then somebody comes with a message telling you, man, you can have whatever you want. You know? You can have all the women you want. You can have all the men you want. You can have anything you want. And you get trapped. Snared back into what you just came out of. And the scripture says you're worse off than you were before. Did you hear what I'm saying? Now, you may say, well, that didn't happen to me. How many times have you heard the word on something? How many times have you heard the word on something? And less than an hour later, situations will arise to try to ensnare you back. Did you hear what I said? Somebody will be right around the corner waiting. Man, you know you want this. Did you hear what I said? It won't be long before they'll come back with the same giving, same trick. So what do you have to do? You have to make up in your mind. I've escaped. I'm out of here. Where that's concerned. I'm out of here. Where that corruption is. I'm not there anymore. I don't desire that mess. Even when it rises up in you. Renew your mind. And tell yourself. You talk to yourself all the time. Tell yourself. Self we ain't doing that today. We used to do that. We ain't doing it no more. Well, somebody think I'm crazy. You be crazy not to tell yourself. Did you hear what I said? Tell yourself we ain't going there. No, we're not going. Well, they're going to be serving this, that. I don't care what they're serving. I ain't going. Why you don't want to go, man? Because I know what's there. And I'm not going. Not today and not tomorrow. So don't even come to me with that mess. Well, you don't want to be social? No, it ain't about being sociable. I was set free. You trying to get me back in bondage. I'm free, y'all. And free is better. Free is better. But you're going to have to make a decision. That you're going to take a stand. And having done all... Stand. Yes. Having done all, stand. And recognize I've escaped. (coughs) And that's it. 
That's the message. Escaped. Questions, comments, thoughts. Questions, comments, thoughts. Anybody? Let's talk. Because I know, I'm not even going to say this, because then I'd be lying. I was going to say, well, I know nobody in here has had those challenges. I know if I said that, I'd be lying. I ain't going to lie. Everybody in here has had those challenges. And I only say had those challenges because maybe for the moment you don't have it. Duh. Is, is we being real? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <clears throat> because why not be real? God tests the mind and heart of the righteous. And you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you've accepted him as your Savior, God made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, right? He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. And he still decides he's going to test your heart and mind. Let me say, well, I thought I graduated. You ain't died yet. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? And if Paul says, I'm not yet apprehended, <laughs> but I'm doing what? Forgetting those things behind. And I'm doing what? Pressing to the mark of the prize of a high calling in Christ Jesus. We need to forget and press. Forget and press. Wow. Any questions?